0: You're listening to The Good Girls Get Rich Podcast, episode 253. Welcome to The Good Girls Get Rich Podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. I'm your host, Karen Yankovic, and I am so excited for this show today. Donna Cravada and I met a few years ago, and we are talking all things networking and business building and speaking events and AI, which I learned so much from her about AI and some of the things that she's diving into. You are absolutely going to love Donna. Check it out. I am so happy to have Donna Cravada with us today. Donna Cravada is the CEO and founder of Cravada Media Group and the creator of the mixtape brand Story Reels, Be Visible Club, a group learning community, and the Real 50 Over 50, a visibility project featuring 50-plus women who are quietly making a difference. After years of creating marketing strategies and building customized online platforms, Donna saw a recurring theme. Her clients had gaps in their own stories. They left out parts of their journey that got them to where they are today. And the gap created a disconnect in their work and in their marketing. So she flipped her own story, spent a year learning how to redesign 40 years of experience to help entrepreneurs. And now her focus is on guiding clients as they pull together all of the parts to their stories and make tried and true strategies with new technology to be visible, and connect with their perfect audiences. Donna, I am so happy to have this conversation. We could to talk for like two hours before I hit record here. And like, <laughs> we are like, no, we have to stop talking about all this stuff and save it for the show.
1: Oh my goodness. We could go on for days.
0: Donna, do you remember where we first met?
1: I do. I was speaking and you were the only person in the audience. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, we were both speaking at this event and there was, I think, six people. It was a big event and there were six, like six, six attendees at the event. <laughs> and thankfully, I mean, I knew of you and I think, I don't know how we knew of each other, but I was like, Oh my gosh, somebody that I, cause it was, I think I either I stayed for your talk or you stayed for my talk because I think it was just like, Oh, I can't like one of us felt pity on the yeah. other one saying, I can't leave this person alone. I don't remember which way it went, but it was, and it was, but it was, you know, if nothing else, this, you know, we got to know each other better. Right. So yeah. for those of you that are speakers out there, just know this is gonna to happen to you someday. What? You know, well, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna walk into a room and there's gonna be two people in the audience. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It. So it you've had really quite weird. a journey since then. You've done well, I remember when we first met, your focus, you had a heavy focus on PR at the time. I still do. Yeah. So tell me about that. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um well, I before I started my business in 2006, I worked for 27 years in law firms I and mean, I was a project manager. And one of the things that I did was I helped create their marketing department and I launched financial applications and marketing applications. I created their online training environment in 2003 because they wanted me to take my son to Asia for a month and he was six months old. And I was like, yeah, that's just not happening. (laughs) So I was like, look, we've got a Citrix account. It's $200 a month. Let's go virtual. And I did. I created this whole like global. Training environment there. But part of what I did was I managed the media kits and the mergers and acquisitions transactions for this large global law firm. And I managed the media kits of 250 partners. And I was kind of like the interface to the legal publications. But I didn't realize I was doing PR because it was just work. And it was like, oh, if nobody else could do it, let's give it to Donna. And, um, When I started my business, I saw, like, it was a little after I started my business when social media came out and I started to see how the pieces were coming together. um, I saw that there was a real connection between social media, SEO, content development, and PR. And this was like 2009, 2010. I started pulling these pieces together and nobody was really doing it back then. And You
0: still um, aren't. We know it, but there's very few people that are pulling it together
1: and and it works when you can pull, you've got to include all the parts. You've yeah. got to include all the parts of your story. You've got to include all of the parts of what you're doing. Otherwise there are these gaps and those gaps are the things that create the disconnect. And that's where things don't work. And that's when you go and you hire somebody for way more money than you could afford that you don't really need. And you start buying tools you don't need and you start doing all the things you don't need because you're looking for the answers externally. But when you put all of your parts together, you're getting the answers from yourself. And like, we're all personal brands. We're not Coca-Cola, you know, we're not
0: not Federal
1: Express. You know, We're, we're small, tiny little businesses. We need to operate as such. And what attracts people to us is who we are. And that's what I help people do. And whether that comes out in their content or that comes out in PR, or that comes out in their social media, when they become, you know, more one with themselves, everything else becomes easier.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, you're speaking my language because that's really one of the reasons why I leaned into LinkedIn so hard because I think that mm-hmm. that's where, you know, when I ask, if I ask a hundred people, where did you get your biggest clients from, they tell me a referral. <laughs> and like, okay, but you're spending all your marketing time on Facebook. What are you doing yeah. about meeting the kinds of people that can give you more referrals? Right. And you get referrals when you personally are worthy of them and you look worthy of them and you've taken the time to to show up worthy of them and just from a pr perspective you know we incorporate pr into everything we do in our linkedin programs from a perspective of, are you building relationships with the journalists that write about what you do, right? Absolutely. When we pay, you know, when you, when the days, when you pay $20,000 a month for a PR firm, you're paying for the Rolodex, right? So yeah. let's well, and build you're getting an intern right you're now I now an know an how intern. old I am. Right. But, but here's the, here's the deal. Like I think, but where that comes back to your brand is if you're featured in podcasts and newspapers and magazines and things like that, Your SEO is growing. Your Google juice is growing. And when people check you out before they're ready to hire you, you check out, right? And that's all stuff that is free that you can be doing that you just strengthening your foundation. So I love that you're talking about this. One thing that I always tell people
1: is you're either going to spend time or you're going to spend money. It's one or the other. So spend the time first, because even if you are going to hire an agency, spend the time to learn how to do this. Right. So you hire the right agency. So you know the right questions to ask. So you know what you're getting. But quite honestly, with PR for companies like ours, it makes no sense to hire somebody to do this exactly. because the relationships are what matter. And once you build the relationships, you really never pitch again. I mean, I've been invited in the last two weeks to speak, to be on podcasts, to be an expert in a community. I didn't pitch a thing every right. because oh I just my god, and that's beautiful. beautiful.
0: You guys, listening to this? This is that magnetic marketing that I talk about. It's, it can be magnetic. You don't have to be out there cold calling. I mean, I'm not saying don't. I'm, you know, certainly if there's a reason to reach out to people that if, you know you want to be on their podcast or things like that, by all means, there's a, pl- a way to do that and a way to do that authentically. But the more you build these rel- relationships, and strengthen them, the more your your marketing becomes magnetic, and that is the beauty of of being an an online entrepreneur, right? When your marketing is magnetic. Yeah.
1: And it just happens. And when then, you know, like what happens with me a lot is I work with clients and then, you know, they never tell me that like the work we did together resulted in X, Y, Z, because what happens is when they start to implement these strategies, things just happen and they don't think back, oh, well, that happened because I worked with Donna. So in the beginning, when I started to do this, I used to take this personally, but now I celebrate it because it means that they have built this so seamlessly yes. into what they're doing yep. that it, it doesn't have anything to do with me anymore. You
0: know? Yeah, I love that. You know. <laughs> I love that. And this is not even the direction we thought this was. This conversation was no. going. We have a lot more to talk about, yeah. but but this yeah. is such an important topic that I want to to stay here for a minute. Because here's what happens when you start doing these kinds of things, right? When you're interviewed on a podcast, you, you know, when I, when I'm interviewed on a podcast, typically people will say at the end, and we'll do this for you at the end of the show. How can people find out more about you? And I say, well, we've got this great quiz. Check out LinkedInQuiz.com. You can find out how to get started with LinkedIn. Tells you a little bit about depending on your marketing style, how to get started. That builds my email list, and I'm not paying for Facebook ads to do that, right? So, so these relationships they filter down into the traditional well maybe it's not I don't know if it's traditional anymore but the the more modern marketing things of building your email list because you're building these relationships with the media and you're getting your name and your content and your lead magnets in front of the in front of the your audience without having to spend a ridiculous amount of money on ads
1: i i don't ever use facebook, facebook ads i think the last time i had a bill from them was maybe 5 or 6 years ago and it was $600 for the year I don't know. I I spent an
0: ridiculous. I'm not against using ads, but I'm not using Facebook ads anytime soon again, because it just doesn't. No, I'm not against it
1: either. I don't find that I need them. And like one of the things that happens with this whole online world that it gets this magical like equation to it that is isn't based in reality. And, you know, you start to see what other people are doing and other people may not be totally transparent with what it takes to do their multi six right. level, uh, you know, figure launch. Right. Right. Um, and it's a lot of work and it's expensive and you need people and you need systems and you need processes and tools and all of these things. Um, but do we really need that? Right. You know, what do we actually need? So like when, when I start to work with people, the first thing I ask them is how many clients do you need? We're not even starting until you figure that out because right. we're going to base on what your goal is. Right. Right. Somebody else's goal is, you know. I love that. And and in most cases, they need like 20 clients a year. All right. So if we you need 20 clients a year, you need to get in front of a thousand people. Who are those thousand people? Right. Right. That's right. So let's spend the let's spend our time figuring out who are those thousand people, what is going to attract them. What do they need? What are they not? What do they need that they don't know that they need? (laughs) How can you provide that? And and that's it. And let's start there. Oh, beautiful. Instead of, instead of starting with, you know, we need to reach ten thousand people. Right.
0: So you have a snazzy new employee on your team, don't you?
1: I do. Her name is Chatty.
0: Chatty, tell us about Chatty.
1: Chatty's pink. She's a pink brain with a tiara and a and a wand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so I started working with Chatty. Um, Tell us who Chatty with, is first of all, okay, in case chat, people chatty haven't chatty included my, any,
0: all the way yet. Geez.
1: Okay, so it's 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 ChatGPT or other AI tools because I use an assortment of them. Um, but when ChatGPT came out on November 30th, I was ready to launch a cohort, a six-week cohort of how to pitch things because my entrepreneur friends that train coaches and speakers and authors were telling me that they have clients that don't know how to pitch anything. And I was like, well, I've been doing this since 1997. You know, I could I could pitch in my sleep. And um, I put together a whole six-week cohort thing to help people learn how to pitch. And then Chachi, it was supposed to launch first week in December and November 30th, ChatGPT came out. And I was like, well, it's back to the drawing board because this is going to be irrelevant by Tuesday. <laughs> And, um, and I spent the last couple, I'm
0: glad you recognize that because I was like, Oh, this is the, this is the thing that's putting me over the edge. My brain can't learn one more new thing. This is the first new thing I'm not going to learn. Well, so much for that because I absolutely love it now. But But my first reaction was hell no, I can't (laughs) take on one more. I can't learn one more thing but it has freaking exploded that was, a,
1: that was my take on on tiktok <laughs> <I don't laughs> want anything to do with TikTok. but um but chatgpt what i saw instantly that it could minimize the amount of time that um the tasks take and the research takes on so many of the things that i teach people and they lose focus because they get Overwhelmed by the tasks and the resources, and they don't realize that the pro- going through the process is the magical part. That's the part where you really learn, that's where the things come together. But they don't want to do it, they want to outsource it to somebody else. And these are things you can't outsource. So, Chat GPT and other AI tools kind of made this all more feasible and, and like easier to you know, show them how you can get through this process. So what I did, I did not talk about it for a long time because I didn't want to be that person like I've done this for 20 years, but now I'm an AI expert. I am not an AI expert. There are a handful well, nobody, of nobody, how experts. can anybody be an AI expert oh, in, there are there are some because they've been working on this for 10, 20 years. Well, that's true. That's waiting true. Waiting for today, you know, and those right. are the people from those are the people that I'm learning from and I really feel that even whoever is using these tools we have a responsibility to understand the way they work because this is not just a productivity tool this can change this will change and it's already changing systems of our society education governments healthcare. I have a fib and there's a shopping cart now where you can put your hand on the, the handle of a shopping cart and it checks your heart rate. And wow. I don't know where it sends it to, but it's you know you really need to be careful about what you're sharing, the tools that you're using, because there are thousands of tools coming out every week. Right. You know, right. Sh- you learn before you start giving a lot of information to a tool, learn what that tool is, learn who created it. Learn, you know, what do they stand for? Um because there's a whole dark side to this and we don't want to contribute to that accidentally, you know. So there's a responsibility in using the tools.
0: And so tell us, but how would we get started? So when you when you're when you're saying, okay, so I was ready to create this whole pitch workshop and I knew it was going to be outdated by Tuesday, how would you use your new employee Chatty to create pitches?
1: Okay. Well let let me let me just explain first when I brought Chatty on board. I by the way my chat
0: my chat GPT's name is Gary. I don't Gary. know why it's <laughs> well, maybe his name's Gary
1: chatty and Gary have a, have a place. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Um, I, I did an onboarding process for her. Oh, like, <laughs> just as I would for an employee, because, you know, I'm, I'm asking chatty to do things for me that I would ask an employee or, or a contractor to do for mm-hmm. me. And, you know, one of the first things I learned how to do is how do I customize these tools So they, they feel like me, they sound like me. And a couple of things that I did, well, now it's easier because like in chat, GBT, there's a new, if you have the the paid version, which Mm -hmm. if you're going to use it, spend the 20 bucks
0: a month. Yeah, I agree. I have the paid version.
1: Don't even bother with the free. Right. The free is faster. But it's not as accurate. And you can add things to the paid version that you can't add to the free version. And one of the things that you can do in the paid version is it has a customization option. So you can go in there and tell it who you are, what you do. And it will take that into account every time it works with you. And now I learned this morning that there is a new update for the paid version um, where it's going to take the prompts that you put in there, and it's going to make them better, and it's going to put that information in the in what they in the output, like, like in the section before the output. And what you can do there is you can go back and look at its thought process, and wow. see the way it's prompting, and then cool. use that use that in the future. But now, just to get back to how I onboarded Chatty, mm-hmm. is I went through everything I'm doing in my business. And I mean, like when I started my business, I was a VA. And Mm -hmm. I would give my clients a like a a piece of paper to fill out, four columns. This is the task. This makes sense for me to do. I want to continue doing it. Um, I don't know how to do this, and I never want to know how. I hate doing this, and I never want to do it again. So those last two columns are the things that Chatty can be tasked with. But I would go through each one. And okay, so what information does this robot that has hallucinations need to know so we can get the most accurate information out of it. And like just like when you would bring a person on board to work with you, you can't just hand over your work and say, do this, I don't want to do this anymore. You have to bring them on board and show them the way your business works and what you want them to do, why they're doing it, um, and give them this background so it makes sense to them. Uh, Otherwise, the delegation is not successful. So you have to do a version of that with, the, with um, AI tools as well to be able to um, share. Um, so, so they'll give you back the best information possible. Um, when you're prompting, and that's when you're asking it for specific information, you want to keep a couple of things in mind. Unless you're on Bing or BARD, um, the information it's pulling from is a data source that ended in, September 2021. So if you're asking it for hashtags or keywords or a list of current events or anything that's news related, it's only going to pull from old information. And if you ask it for information that it cannot easily get for you, it's trying to please you. So it's going to make things up. And those are called hallucinations. That's, that's
0: so interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it because it will remind you of that. Yeah. Yes. It will remind you of that. And it's important to know this as yes. a content creator. Yes. I haven't actually used it yet to create unique content. Like I've mm-hmm. I've used it to do like a lot of post-production on my podcast, right? So it takes the podcast, you know, transcription Perfect. and it does all the things. So I'm Perfect. not too yeah. worried about hallucinations there because I'm sending it the transcript. You know, um, however, just this week for the first time I uploaded the transcript and I have to upload it in parts and it got all that down pat. And then I'm like, okay, create some show notes. And the show notes had nothing to do with the transcript. I was like, what the heck? I thought maybe I uploaded the wrong transcript. Like I finally had to give it back to my assistant and go, I don't know what's going on here. But it was so, so it's interesting to me because what started the conversation that started the conversation of, I want to talk about this on my show was me on LinkedIn saying, what do I do about the fact that my chat GPT is getting better and better and better at understanding what I want, but yet I don't want to be doing more and more of this work. I want to be able to outsource a lot more of this to my team. How does my team have their chat GPT, get better and better and better at understanding my voice, you know, and I almost, I almost like that was the universe kind of dumping that back in my lap going, I don't know, but you better figure it out, you know, because, um, so I sent it back to my team and was like, and you know, they're going to be laughing when they hear this, but I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I'm putting this back in your lap for a couple of weeks and let's see how, let's see how it goes. Hey there, Karen. I just want to jump in for a minute and remind you that I am here to support you with All of the things we're talking about here today and introducing you to beautiful people like Donna and more people in my network in your life with the work that we're doing in our She's Linked Up Accelerator program. It is a 12-week program that helps you understand how to get more impact, influence, and income in your life by creating a strong personal brand so that you are connecting with people at the highest level, putting those amazing people on your calendar, and building your business To a quarter million, half million, million dollar, multi-million dollar business in record time. I would love to tell you all about it. The first step is grabbing a spot on my calendar, KarenYankovich.com slash call, get you to that calendar. And on those calls, we just spend a couple of minutes with you getting some clarity around what you're looking to do. We're always looking to provide value on those calls. And if we think it's a fit that we think we can support you and help you, we'll tell you what that looks like. There's a few options. And the only way to know it is to jump on the call with us. So if you want to know once and for all what it looks like to step into a more powerful role in your life and your business, I want to say your name on the calendar.
1: I can give a few suggestions if you'd like.
0: I would oh, love that they can
1: add paragraph or two on say of of something that you've already got in your voice, right. Mm -hmm. And say, have it pick up this voice.
0: So ChatGPT does recognize my voice probably because I have 250 podcast episodes on Google going back five, six years. Right. So you can say in Karen Yankovich's voice, which by the way is pretty creepy because sometimes when I type something and then say, please put this in Karen Yankovich's voice, it makes it sound more like me than when I typed it in the first place. it's looking to please you right and it's looking right. to
1: do the best job it possibly can with the parameters that it has but you the trick is staying in between staying in the parameters of what it can do because when you ask it to do something that it can't do that's when it goes and starts hallucinating and when it hallucinates it makes up things and it then it starts to believe it so it really goes down that path (laughs) and and like another another thing that's really valuable to know is um, it works best when you're working on a subject matter that you really know because you'll know right away, like like your own voice. You know this is not true. Your podcast, you know this is not true. But if you're using this to get like you know um, like some kind of uh, like evidence based data about something that you don't really know about. You need to do, you know, allow the time for the extra research to make sure that what you're sharing is accurate because it can be really good for getting external links and finding things that validate what you're talking about. But you also don't want to validate it with something that's untrue. Right, that's going to defeat the purpose altogether of what you're trying to achieve. Um, But like, as you're bringing it on board, like think like go through task by task, what would you have it do for you? And what do you want that end result to be? And then build your prompts around that and then you know your team should also understand the way that it works so they can like go this a step further than you i mean it's a process just like when you hire an employee you you know you know that you're going to need to invest like a couple of months of working a little more with them until right. they get on board and understand all of the ins and outs of your business. And this is no different. And even if your team has worked with you for a long time, you know, when you bring on another team member, you need to be the glue that holds them all together, right? Right. It's the same thing. Right. So think about the things like, where could this be really useful? And no, also no. I mean, this is the thing that drives me nuts about the whole thing is people are using this as a catch-all. This is going to be the answer to everything. This is going to solve every problem I have. No, that's never going to be the case. You don't even want that to be the case. But how can it help you with the things that are repetitive, that, um, you know, that maybe you need a, a brainstorming partner because we're basically doing this alone or in a really small group and it's hard. We do a lot of things. And, you know, regardless of the size of our business, we're still doing almost all the things a big company does and we're right. doing it by ourselves. So like, you know, my head is like a spinning spreadsheet all the time, Um, you know, to have somebody to say, hey, what do you think about this? That isn't my cat is really helpful sometimes. <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that. And I, I I want more tips. The first time I used, really used ChatGPT, which really got me into it was I had, I had, was hiring somebody to do some marketing thing for me. And I got like a 50,000 page intake form. And I was like, oh my God, who does your ideal client listen to a podcast? What books do they read? And all those things. Right. And I know the answers to these things, but I just couldn't think of any of them. So I would literally go into chat GPT and I would describe my ideal client and say, what podcast I listened to. And I was like, Oh, right. You know, Brene Brown. Oh, right. This Mm -hmm. one. Like, it was like, it wasn't like they were like, it wasn't like it was giving me things that, that it was inauthentic. It authentically jogged my brain. yeah, And I was like, this is cool. It took me One tenth of the amount of time to complete that form that it might've taken me without it. So that's when I was like, okay, this is cool. This is really cool. This is, this is, I need to do, I need to know more about this. Right. So, so I, then I, so, so I still use it for things like that sometimes, you know, and, and, You know, and again, we right now we're using it, I use it to jog my brain and post-production for my podcast primarily. Sometimes I do things like we like I did use it to get some help with the quiz that I created recently, which was again, took me one tenth of the amount of time that it might have taken me otherwise you still have to be part of that equation. Do. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there were things that I was like, no, that's not right. No, that's no. not right. I don't like this. No. I don't like that. And then I was pulling from this and pulling from that and pulling it together and saying that. And one of the things that we did for the quiz, and those of you that haven't taken the quiz yet should, linkedinquiz.com. But one of the things that I did was I asked ChatGPT, because I have a like this right brain, left brain thing going on, right? So I'm like, recommend a crystal that's going to enhance the energy for this this style type you know but then i had to go in and i know a lot about crystals but i don't know everything then i had to go in and google the crystal to make sure that that information on that crystal was actually accurate do you know yes. what i mean but it gave yeah. me some great ideas and i'm like oh my gosh mm-hmm. that's a great crystal for this right so it was it was fun to be able to use to do those kinds of things but for sure i had to then go in and modify it and make sure that it was it was what i wanted it to be right in fact there's a couple of things that i still want to add to the quiz funnel that i haven't added yet because i it's not right yet, You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm like, I need to take a break from this and come back to it because yes. this is off. This is definitely not the right vibe that I want to share with this. So before we move on, because there's one other topic I want to talk about here today, but before we move on to that, what else should we know about Chat GPT and how are you serving people with this now?
1: Okay. So uh, I just want to swing back to the paid version of chat.. Yes. GPT yep. with a couple of other things that it will do. Um, one of the new things that it will do is it's going to start giving you suggestions the way like when you Google something, Google gives mm-hmm. you suggestions. So they just launched this like this week. So it'll start trip- trickling into people's accounts. But as you start typing a prompt, it's going to start giving you suggestions so you could make your prompts better. And then you could also add plugins. So there are over 700 different plugins that you could add. So it could do other things like have it read a PDF or have it read a link, or have it read, um, what's coming soon is having the ability to um, summarize a YouTube video. But there are also, awesome. yeah, like you can go to um, Claude E, which is part of Anthropic. Um, and on the free version, you could put in a YouTube link and it will summarize the YouTube video.
0: Awesome, we'll put links to all this in the show notes. So um, and, uh, yeah, so you you can definitely,
1: definitely yeah, definitely get the paid version of Chat GPT. The, the tool set that I've been using currently is the ChatGPT for Anthropic Claude 2 Perplexity, which is another great tool. i just use the free version of it, but it does great summaries and it does other things in there that are really cool. And what, what perplexity will do is when you put information in there, it asks you for clarification.
0: Ooh. which is
1: really nice. That so is nice. Yeah, And then the other tool that I'm using is a, as a paid tool. It's called um, writer.com. Okay. And I love the company. I love the CEO. I love what they're doing. Awesome. And they have like a whole onboarding process of, you know, how you write. So when you put the information in there, it's like curating content for you. Based on the way that you write, and that that would be really helpful with the team because all of the stuff is built into the backend, and you could actually put. So we could be working off of one account
0: instead of each having yes. our own. Yes, that's yes. nice. That's nice because that's kind of what I'm waiting for on ChatGPT. That I because what what right yeah. now the issue is if I have my team member do all this post-production stuff and then I look at it and I want to make edits. I have to either do it manually. I can't run it. I'd have to start from scratch on my own jet. I can't go into his chat GPT and say, now take this and do this. I can't do that because I don't, you know, I think a
1: a writer account would serve you well. And, um, and you could put snippets in there. So like you could put phrases that you say all the time, you Mm -hmm. could put, you know, different things that you want it to be pulling on a regular basis that that are And it's only $18 a month. I mean, we're not talking a big... Right. And the company, I mean, just like follow them on LinkedIn. They're doing incredible work. I mean, I'm just...
0: It's writer.com. Is it writer.com? Writer.com. Yeah.
1: I'm just blown away at the intelligence and the caring of some of the people that are like the rocket scientists in this field. Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: So you are doing... AI roundtables, right? Roundtables around yeah, this? Tell I, us what a little I, bit about
1: I, that. I did one uh, like two weeks ago because I was, what I did was I created, after I realized that my little six-week cohort was going to be extinct, um, I realized that we need to be able to do this in community mm-hmm. um, because this work is going to change constantly. What worked yesterday isn't going to work today. What worked now isn't going to work in an hour. Right, <laughs> and, right. Um, so, but I also wanted to tie it to the work that I have done for decades now. And what I did was, I created a, a community. It's a learning community and an exploration community called BeVisible.club. And um, in there, we're going through like connecting those gaps in your story, connecting with your audience, finding your audience, creating content. There's a whole like PR masterclass that I've been giving for years that I updated. And, um, and how to use AI ethically and responsibly and creatively and practically. And um, so, yeah, I've, I've had that going for a couple of months with the core group and now opening it up and I've building my business family in there. And I'm really excited about it. Cool. And, we'll and put links to all I, of that yeah, in the show notes and, too. And, and the way that I'm marketing it, because it's very different. There's nothing else like it. I realized I couldn't market it the way you'd market anything else. So I'm doing roundtables and they're just open discussions.
0: So I love just, that. I've done roundtables and I really enjoy doing roundtables. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah, I, was, I, think it's I, a- one. I totally forgot to market my thing. <laughs> I was so involved <laughs> with the conversation, but I'm doing another one with um, AI and PR and I'm just going to do them like different topics and like how, how cool. it works together
0: cool well we'll have links to all of that in the show notes speaking of your business family you started a movement this year I did tell me tell us about that movement because I freaking love it and you're part of it I know I'm excited I can't wait
1: it's called the real 50 over 50 And I woke up with an idea that it's wonderful what Forbes does with their 50 over 50 and 30 over 30 and 30 over 50 and all of these lists. Anytime you can shine a light on women doing good work in the world, it's important and should be celebrated. But they're missing an entire segment of the population. (laughs) And I sat down and in 15 minutes, I made a list of 50 women that I personally know that are over the age of 50 and doing really good work in the world. And I called it um, the real 50 over 50, which the hashtag was available. The domain was available.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So the the universe aligned to make this work for you. Well, not just that, that was a big indicator that nobody is having
1: this conversation. Right.
0: Right. my, My second,
1: my, you know, my second after I was like, okay, this is an idea. I checked it with my friend. She said, yes great idea. I started doing keyword word research. The keyword research resulted in what not to do after 50, what not to eat, you're slowly dying every day, how to date, how not to date, what to do with your hair, don't wear that makeup anymore, you know. And right. I was like, there's right. one <laughs> like meaningful conversation happening here and like of all the women I know, we would not talk about Any of that, we just wouldn't talk about any of that. We would talk about eight hundred other things. It wouldn't be any of that.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so that's so true. That's so true. Right, I can't imagine ever sitting around a table with my friends going, "What should we not be wearing this week?" Right? Like, who cares? Um, so I, I
1: started reaching out to people and I filled it up. I mean, I uh, we had our first interview in March of 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now August, 2023. We've had 18 interviews. We've got interviews booked all the way through to May 1st, 2024. Weekly interviews every Wednesday at noon Eastern time. They're live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. The majority of the activity happens on LinkedIn. And so far we've got a collective reach of over 600,000 people.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was so funny because I saw it and I'm like, this is really cool. I should look, but you know how I get busy and I'm like, I got to check this out. It's on my to-do list. probably stayed. in. if I look back, it's probably still in my inbox somewhere that I saved because I was going to read that email that I never got back to. And then finally I reached out. I'm like, no, no, I need to be a part of this. And you were like, cool, that's great. Here's the link. And I was like, when is my interview? Like she's got people lined up every, I think it's like January or something. October, Do you know what I mean? October. October. Oh, is it October? Okay. All right. But I was like, wow, like this is, a, but I was so amazed by that because it's so, it's so important. And I think a, such an important part of this conversation is these are women that are making a difference in the world. These are women that are stepping, and this is where the difference happens in the world, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, I got interviewed for a podcast recently and it was so funny that they were stuck on this because they were a lot younger than me and they were stuck on this thing about why I believe you should just tell people how old you are on LinkedIn. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, cause if the minute you say you're younger than you say you are, somebody's going to post your 40th high school reunion picture somewhere and they're going to know how oh, old exactly. you are. Like, He is going to lie about it. <laughs> right. And, and, and the reality is like, and like you come to this, if you come to this, owning, your owning every decade and like remembering how much experience you have and, and what you bring to the table, everyone, not that you're not, not that I'm dissing the 30 year olds out there because I was a 30 year old and I hustled at 30, right? But but it's different. It's different now, and and it's not better or worse. It's just different, and it's okay that it's different. And I love that you are helping women step into and owning that, which is a big part of the conversation that I have. Maybe that needs to be a whole topic on the show. But it's a big yeah. conversation that I have about like who cares, and if somebody's not going to hire you. Because they know how old you are. They're not the right client for you. Well,
1: again, we go back to, I need 20 clients next. Right, right,
0: (laughs) exactly. And you know what, I gotta gotta tell you something, Donna, when I'm speaking at events in person, I get that question probably more from men than I get from women, which is interesting. Should I put my age on here? Should I put when I worked at McDonald's in 1975 or whatever? Like, I mean, I... It's more men that worry about that than women, which I, which I love first of all, but, and you're right. How many clients do you need? We can find them. That's, that's such an important piece. You know, I, I kind of use that same theory when people say my clients aren't on LinkedIn. I'm like, well, you need 20. You think yeah. we can't find 20 of your clients on LinkedIn? Cause I think we can, and then you don't have to be in all these them. other places all the time. Well, you know, this it's a simpler is, yeah, the, process.
1: This, this is the other thing that I have been saying for years. Listening is the most overlooked social media strategy because people don't listen and you need to learn how to listen with your eyes, with your ears. You need to feel it in your gut, in your heart, in your brain. And that's when you make good decisions.
0: You know what? It's so interesting that you're saying that because one of the things I remember you saying that very first day we met was that, and you were saying, I think you were talking about, do you remember this Tylenol story?
1: The Tylenol? No.
0: You were saying that Tylenol listens on social media and they look for people that use hashtag headache And they jump into the conversations yeah. and they send them samples or something like that. I don't remember the exact details, but you were talking. but I remembered that thinking that's freaking brilliant. You know, like instead of being out there trying to get people to start to join the conversation, you started jump into conversations. People are already having because you're listening to those conversations as opposed to trying to start like something new, like these conversations are already happening. Just become a part of those conversations. I've had clients that don't post ever. I don't post that much. I I don't either. I
1: I go for Find Where I Belong. I started all of this. The client that really helped me to pull all of this together, it was around 2010. She was a hand model and she had a line of anti aging hand care products. And she was paying a PR firm $5,000 a month to get her into all the big print magazines, which they did. They did a phenomenal job, but they didn't know social media. So they were trying to get me that PR agency was trying to get me to teach them social media for nothing while she was paying them 500, 5,000 a month. I wasn't getting paid 5,000 a month to do right. everything right. else because hand models do nothing. Um, and I just just said to my client, I said, well, you know, why don't we flip that? Why don't you fire the PR agency (laughs) and let's let's go all in with this? And that's where I learned SEO. That's where I pulled in my PR skills. And we started following the hashtag dry hands in three time zones at 11 o'clock at night. And I would follow the hashtags. I was one of the first hundred people that had a Hootsuite account and I had all the streams set up and I'd lay in bed and I'd follow the streams and I'd send 20% off discounts for all luxurious hand cream. And we sold with no budget at all, um, over a hundred thousand dollars worth of hand cream in eight months.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Just listening. That.
0: This is like, we could, this is, Just, see, yeah. you remember, I remember when I started this conversation that I said, this, this is, it could be a long one. So, yeah. so that's an entire another, it's an entire other conversation we could be having about listening because it is, it is so important, but it all kind of comes back down to, for me, all the things we talked about here today ties back into authenticity, right? Authenticity and relationships and, and genuinely showing up as who you are and having conversations with people even if you, but using all these tools to make your life a little bit easier, like looking for the hashtags, looking for AI, right? Nope. You're not saying at any point and then go sit on the beach while the, while your money pours no, in. No, no, right? The four like hour work
1: a... week. Is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to win Lotto for that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I love this but this is what I tell my clients to like, they don't want to do a lot of this work because you know, it's not sexy. It's not the bright, shiny stuff. It's the roll up your sleeves and get into the research. But when you do this, what you learn through the process of doing this is something that you can't outsource to somebody else as a personal brand because you identify who are your people, what they need. And because you have this whole like wealth of knowledge you get to figure out like how you can help them. And it changes everything that you do because you're not guessing anymore. This the, this is where the answers come to you. And this is where the answers not only come to you, but merge with your knowledge. And it changes everything. That's amazing.
0: Well, I think we probably need to wrap this, but you all need to be following Donna. We'll put all the links in the show notes to how to do all of that. Definitely want to be connected to our on LinkedIn so you don't miss any of these 50 over 50 interviews. And I'm sure that you can go back and listen to a bunch of them. Um, yeah, they're, they're still there, there, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. They're on the, YouTube the, the, and, yeah. as well, right? Yep. And but I would recommend YouTube you watch them on LinkedIn because with. then you can then you can ha- jo- join the conversation not only with Donna, but with whoever her guest was that week, right? And this yeah. is how you start to build your own personal brand and surround yourself with other people who you love to be surrounded with, who you're excited yes. to be surrounded with, who you're excited to see their name, you know, on um, your calendar when you when you make beg- make time to talk to them. This is where you're going to find your 20 people. This is where you're going to find your 20 people. Exactly. That's exactly right. All right, everybody. I'm going to wrap this. Donna, thank you so much for being here. Definitely get on Donna's, go to her website. We'll put it below where she'll have a link to when the next round table is. Connect on LinkedIn because all the details will be there as well. And I think there needs to be more in our future, Donna. We'll have to figure that out some other time. We'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for being here. And thanks for listening, everybody. I am so grateful that I have people like Donna Cravada in my life. She is such a beautiful person and and hopefully you'll do take advantage of connecting with her and really following the work that she's doing. You know, this is what it's all about, right? building relationships with the kinds of people that you love hanging out with and building your business at the same time, right? That's what we do in our she's linked up program. We create wealthy women of influence that hang out with other beautiful, incredible women. So if you want to know what that looks like, remember all you gotta do is grab a complimentary call on our calendar at Karen Yankovich.com slash call. So if you listened before, or if you loved this conversation, you know, we love hearing from you. So make sure you're following this show on Apple podcasts or wherever you're listening. And we love your reviews, you know, if, and of course I'd love for you to share this episode on social media. Take a quick screenshot of this and tag me, tag Donna, use the hashtag #GoodGirlsGetRich So we all can share your post with our audiences and we all get more visibility that way, right? That's how we lift each other up. In the show notes, there's a link for SpeakPipe where you can leave me an audio message. I love getting your audio messages. I respond to every one of them personally, and we get to have like a, it's where I get to make this podcast a little less me talking at you and me talking with you, right? So just go to karenyankovich.com slash 253, and you'll see all of the information for the show, all the links we talked about today. And you'll also see the link to SpeakPipe so that we can start that conversation Remember that rising tide that lifts all boats, right? This is how we get started. So, if you need to know what your first step is, you're not really ready to, to, to get on the call with us. We have another option for you. We've, if you have not yet taken our assessment, the what's your marketing style assessment, you can just go to how, how should And that will take you to the assessment. It'll give you a sense of how you can get started on LinkedIn and some of these other networking platforms that are out there so that you can start building your network full of these beautiful, amazing people. This was a really fun project for me because I got to incorporate lots of strategy, all the fun left brain stuff I did, but I've also got some fun, like right brain stuff in there too. We, you even get some morning visualizations depending on what your style is. So it's really fun, but you gotta, you gotta get it to be there, right? Links in the show notes. I will see you back here next week with another episode.